there. Welcome once again to Following the Truth. It's Wednesday, October the 20th. I am your host, Gary Zimak. Thanks so much for stopping by to spend a little time with me. I'm going to be here for the remainder of the show. And you know what? It would be great if you could keep me company. Today, we're going to talk about, all right, so don't give me a hard time about this, please. This is a, this is one of those uh, messages. You know, you blame Jesus if you want, but this is a stay awake, get ready message. We talked about the first part of this on yesterday's program, and, I, and I'm going from the gospel uh, from today's Daily Mass, the gospel from yesterday and today. It's part of an overall passage in which the Lord is talking about the need to stay awake and be ready because one day our lives are going to come to an end and we are going to be judged. And of course, there's also the reminder that he's coming again in glory. So therefore, we stay awake, we're ready. I I, I brought up an, what I consider a, a different point yesterday, the, the idea that Jesus is... Um, he's always ready to show up. Whenever we have a problem, he shows up. He's ready for us to ask him to help us, right? And that, that's what I talked about on yesterday's show. And and today, I'm looking at this gospel. And if you already got my daily email reflection, I wrote a little about this today. There was a particular, I don't want to call it a spin, but an angle, maybe that's a little bit better, uh, a point, sounds even better, uh, that I that I really gleaned out of this gospel, but but overall, I want to read this gospel because I don't want to I don't want to de-emphasize it. I'll I'll share the the good news. It, look, it's all good news. It, I really believe that it's all good news. But I'll share the easier to take good news. How's that? And then <laughs> I'll share the tougher to take good news. Um, but it, but it's all good news. We need to know this and. Jesus was so emphatic with what he said that there's no way it would be fair for me to just overlook it. So we need to read it on the program today because I, I, I want to I be able to, to discuss this with you. After we pray, I want to share something else that popped into my head that I think we need to talk about. Okay, so we're going to talk. It's, it's good. Relax. It's good. Um, we will talk about that after the prayer. So right now I, I would invite you to join me. As we place ourselves in the presence of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we begin, Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for once again always being available to us. Father, you're so good to us. You're always here. And whenever we we need to turn to you in prayer, we never have to doubt if you are here with us or not. You are always with us. And we're thankful for that. We're thank you, thankful that you have given us this great opportunity to be able to turn to you and not only to praise you and to thank you. I mean, it's a great enough opportunity to be able to be in your presence, but but we also have the ability to ask you for what we need. And as Jesus told us, he encouraged us to ask you for what we need. So we're going to do that today. And we begin by asking you to watch over us and our family and our friends we ask you to bring an end to the hatred and division taking place in the United States and to a certain extent all around the world. We pray, Father, for healing for all those who are sick. We pray for all of those who are struggling with mental illness. I mean, more and more people, Father, I've been hearing about who are struggling with depression or anxiety or who are just hopeless 
So we pray for them, Father. We ask you to send your healing power to free them from the the bondage, the enslavement to mental illness and give them some hope. Father, I ask that you use me today as your instrument, and I pray that you send out a new outpouring of your Spirit upon me so that I can deliver not the message that I want to deliver, but that I can deliver the message that you have for us today. And lastly, Father, we pray that all of our hearts and minds could be open so that we can receive the message you have for us today. We ask these things, Father, in the name of Jesus, your Son, and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for joining me. Thanks for praying with me. I'm Gary Zimek, and you're listening to Following the Truth. As I mentioned at the start, it's Wednesday, October the 20th. Hope you had a chance to catch me on the Sunrise Morning Show on EWTN Radio this morning. And um, I want to I want to share something with you. Now, today I told you what we're going to talk about the gospel from today's Mass. It's a good one. And as I was getting ready to do the show, I realized that other than one sort of a general program in which I, I talked about it, I haven't done a, a detailed series on my new book, F- Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. I've been doing it, doing it each week on the, sun, on the Sunrise Morning Show, but, but I haven't done it with you on this program, and I think I'd like to do that. So here's what, I, what I'm going to try to do. Beginning um, beginning next week, I'm going to start looking through the book, and we'll cover some of the key points. I'm not going to go over it in excruciating detail, but just some of the points so you can get an idea in case you haven't picked the book up yet, or maybe if you have, I'll, I'll give you some behind-the-scenes additional type information, insider info, maybe you want to call it that, let you know where my head was at when I was writing the book. So beginning next week on the program, we'll start on, we'll start on Monday. We'll take a look at my latest book, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. The book, as I've mentioned in the past, in case you or in case you didn't hear what I talked about it, the book is all about knowing, loving, and serving God, which, guess what, is the secret to happiness. But it, it sounds easy, doesn't it? I just need to know, love, and serve God. What does that mean? I think that's a really valid question. The book breaks that down. And I, I would consider... I never like to use the word simple, but it's a simple message in the book. Uh, I, I do it in a simple manner. The book has, what, 150 pages. It is not a, uh, it, it's not a extraordinarily long book, but I believe there's a lot of substance in it. This is my 10th book, and this is the first time that I really wrote about what it means to know, love, and serve God, and how, by doing that, we're going to find the peace we're looking for. So, I hope you'll be able to join me next week as we kick that off, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness, next week on Following the Truth. Uh, Let me see what else we got. Um, That's all I can think of for now. Uh, I want to thank you if you have contributed, sent an extra donation into my ministry. Um, I put out a message in my daily email reflection. I got a lot of response to that, so I'm really grateful. If you have done that, thank you. It really means a lot. It is really helping me to survive financially. I'm looking forward to to getting back out on the road again. I'm going to be doing that in a few weeks. And um, but until then, it's you know this has been a challenging year and a half. But you've provided the Lord has provided through you and through some other unlikely sources. And I'm able to. My family and I are surviving. 
because of the generosity of people like you. So I want to thank you if you have donated to my ministry or maybe if you've become a monthly sponsor. I'm very thankful for that. If you've not done so and you would like to, you'd like to see my work continue, please visit my website, followingthetruth.com. Click on Donate, and you can donate securely, totally securely, through PayPal. If you have any questions, email me at gary at followingthetruth.com. And by the way, uh, very quickly before we move on, Journey with God, my the, the latest book that I wrote, it's doing well. I'm, I'm very pleased to look at the... Um, to look at the reviews on Amazon, I never get too. Ca- I never like to get too caught up in the reviews, but so far it's a five five star rating. Got a few reviews posted. The book just came out a few weeks ago, and uh, it's selling well too. So, um, if you bought a copy, I want to say thank you very much, and I, I pray that the book blesses you. I really do. Uh, the more I get to talk about it, the more excited I am about the book. I was really excited when I wrote it. But um, I'm I'm more. It's really great the way that this is a weird thing. Okay, can I share another weird thing with you? I want I have, I have my coffee mug here, and and I've been writing today. I've been I've been kind of busy, and I didn't sleep all that well last night. Last night was one of those nights where I just woke up at four in the morning. I and I don't know why. I wasn't especially nervous. Uh, there are just times when I wake up, and for whatever reason, I just can't get back to sleep, and. Then I had to get up early to do the Sunrise Morning Show, so I'm kind of tired. So I forgot, I've got my coffee mug here, and I had every intention of filling it up with water for this show, and I was about to just take a sip, and I just picked up the mug and was going to take a sip of my water, and I realized that in this coffee mug is ice-cold black coffee that's been sitting around from this morning. Now, that's not going to stop me. I've shared this with you before. I can do it. I can deal with, I can't deal with iced coffee for some crazy reason, but if it's just coffee sitting around at room temperature, I can handle that. I know I'm weird, but I was sort of shocked when I just opened this, uh, went to drink from the mug and it wasn't water. It was coffee that's been sitting around, but you know what? That's not your problem. (laughs) That's my problem. Oh my goodness. I lost my train of thought because I was telling you about that. That is so weird. I really did. I lost my train of thought. Um, but maybe it'll come back to me. At any rate, I want to talk now about the gospel from today's Mass. Now, I want to read it to you just as it is, and then we'll sort of unpack it. And I'll let you know what I shared on my in my email reflection today. Okay, so this is from Luke chapter 12, verses 39 through 48. Jesus said to his disciples, Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You must also, you also must be prepared for at an hour you do not expect the son of man will come. Now, I I don't think you need me to really unpack that. That's pretty clear. The Lord's saying, be ready. And it's part of the continuation of, of yesterday's message as well. Be ready. You never know when I'm coming back. I'm going to come. You're going to be judged. That's essentially what the Lord is saying. Now listen to this. Now Peter said, Lord, is this parable meant for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, who then is the faithful and prudent steward whom the master will put in charge of his servants to distribute the food allowance at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master on arrival finds doing so. 
Truly, I say to you, he will put him in charge of all his property. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the men servants and the maid servants to eat and drink and get drunk, then that servant's master will come on an unexpected day and at an unknown hour and will punish the servant severely and assign him a place with the unfaithful. That servant who knew his master's will but did not make preparations nor act in accord with his will shall be beaten severely. And the servant who was ignorant of his master's will but acted in a way deserving of a severe beating shall be beaten only lightly. Good stuff, huh? Let me finish before you don't don't, don't go anywhere. Stay, Stay right where you are. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. Before we get to the positive spin on this, uh, what, what I want to say is don't let yourself get distracted by what we might call the gory details. This is a, this is a kind of a freaky gospel, isn't it? It's, a, it's this kind of a scary example. You have to remember two things. Number one, Jesus was trying to get the attention of his listeners. So sometimes he would use pretty extreme examples in order to get the attention of the people listening to him. Sometimes he would use a technique known as uh, hyperbole, which is exaggeration. And, you know, he, he wanted people to pay attention to him. He wanted them to sit up. And listen to what he was saying. That's one thing. The other thing to consider is that these gospel stories were written some 2,000 years ago. So there are details that we'll have difficulty understanding sometimes because of the fact that they were written so many years ago. So what I would say to you and I say it to myself too, and, and I really try to, to practice this, is don't get too hung up in some of the disturbing or the uh, unusual details of these these gospel passages. Try to focus, if you can, and the Holy Spirit can be good at helping you to do this, on the big picture. Obviously, what Jesus is saying here is that we need to be ready because he's coming back at some point in time. And whether it's his glorious second coming at the end of time or the end of our lives when we will be judged for the way we lived our lives, you know, we're not getting away with that one. We're going to be judged. He's coming, and we are going to have to account for the way we lived our lives. Did we follow him? Did we did we obey him? Were we, you know, did we do what we wanted or did we do what he wanted us to do. That's something every one of us is going to have to deal with. Now, I don't think it's that scary. It sounds scary. It sounds ominous. It sounds like something we would rather not think about. Oftentimes, we we don't want to deal with that. But if you're just doing your best and following Jesus to the best of your ability, you have nothing to be afraid of. You really don't. Yes, we're going to mess up. So when you mess up, what you do is you say you're sorry, you go to confession, and you get the grace to try to do better. You do what you can to try to live the life the Lord wants you to live. And the way you do that is primarily to follow him every day. So what we do when we look at these mass readings, we're letting Jesus speak to us, especially through the Gospels. I focus on the Gospel in these programs because 
That's the most important thing to focus on. Because that is a record, a spoken and a written record of the life of Christ. And in order to get to know him, the best thing we can do is to read about his life and to spend time with him and to receive him in the sacraments. I mean, that's really the best thing we can do. But if we're trying our best to get to know him, to follow his will, we're going to do okay. What we need to remember before, you know, I'm, I'm not going to belabor this point because I, th- I really think you understand it. I don't think I need to elaborate on this too much. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much. You and I, we meet together at my table and we talk about the good news of Jesus Christ every day. There are many, many, many Catholic Christians and Christians who are non-Catholic who don't take their walk with Jesus as seriously as you and I do. And I'm not saying we're super saints. I'm saying I do. I felt called to go into full-time ministry close to 10 years ago. So, so I'm really trying to take my relationship with Jesus seriously and help other people to get closer to him. So, and the Lord's letting me do it. You know, I've, I've been blessed to be able to write 10 books and to speak from coast to coast and border to border about the good news over the past 10 years. So he's given me a lot of opportunities. He lets me go on radio. He lets me do TV. He gives me opportunities that many others have not been given. And I got news for you. Many of those people who don't have the opportunities that I've had, they're better writers than me and they're better speakers than me. But for some reason... The Lord has said, yeah, Gary, I'm going to open these doors for you. Now, that's a lot of responsibility. And he's going to hold me accountable because in the course of my work and in the course of my walk with the Lord and getting to know him, I've read a lot. I've learned a lot. I've been exposed to a lot of information, and you may have too, that your average Catholic in the pew has not been exposed to. So, you know, you might say, well, that's because you worked hard, Gary. But no, it's really because... The Lord has opened up some doors and the Lord has given me the desire to learn about him. But the more I learn about him, the more I realize I'm responsible for more than the person who has not had that desire to pursue the faith. You know, however you get there, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to take credit for this. I'm going to give the credit to God because he gave me the interest to find out about what he teaches through his church, right? But now that I know that, I can't just pretend I don't know it. See, I do know it. And the fact that you're listening to this program, you're not the average Catholic in the pew. The average Catholic in the pew doesn't even know about Catholic or Christian podcasts, but you do. And I'm not saying this to panic you, but I'm just letting you know that what you learn, what you and I discuss here, when I read the Gospels and suggest certain things, the books you read, you know, the other programs you might listen to, you're going to know some things that the people around you might not always know. And again, I don't do this to try to make you feel good about yourself because we got to be careful that, that pride doesn't sit in, but to let you know that the Lord expects you to share what you're learning, your, your walk with Him, your relationship with Him, to share it with others. And that's, that's kind of a responsibility, call it a heavy responsibility if you want So what he's telling us is you and me, and again, I'm just assuming because you're listening to this show, you really have pursued your faith to a deeper level than than many people have. 
you and me are going to be judged differently than the person who maybe doesn't know as much. And it sounds unfair, doesn't it? I took all this time to learn about what my faith teaches, and this other guy, he didn't do anything, and I'm going to be judged to a greater degree, and I'm going to be held to a higher standard. Well, yeah, that's what Jesus is saying. You've got to remember, too, you and me, and anybody that really takes their walk with Jesus seriously and really follows him and spends time with him, we're reaping a lot of good benefits from that. Benefits that the person who's not spending the time is not reaping. So that relationship, that walk with the Lord, that closer walk with the Lord, which enables us to find out more about him, there's a lot of benefits that go along with that. And one of the greatest benefits is an increased sense of peace and an increased sense of purpose. As you walk with the Lord and find out that the goal of life is not just to sleepwalk through it and make it to the weekend, that the goal is to love, to serve, to, 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 to love, I'm sorry, to know, to love, and to serve God while we're here on this earth. That's the goal. That's why we were created. That brings with it a lot of peace. So even though there's additional responsibility, and there is, there's a lot of peace that flows from that. And it's very sad. I struggle with this all the time. And it's one of the things that keeps me going uh, in ministry is, is that so many people don't get it. And you know, when they don't get it, it doesn't really hurt God. And, and hear me out on this. Yes, it, in a sense, it hurts Jesus because he wants a deep relationship with each of us. And he there's certain, uh, there's certain sadness that comes along with us not responding. But for the most part, our Father in heaven and Jesus, they are happy in and of themselves. They don't need anything to make them happy. So when, for instance, I don't, respond to the Lord's offer to a deeper relationship, I'm really hurting myself because I make life a whole lot tougher. So, you know, we're, yeah, we're going to be held to a higher standard because we may know more and we're expected to share what we know with others, but the benefits far outweigh the risks, you know? Uh, So yeah, higher standard, but even with that, do your best. And when you mess up, ask for forgiveness from the Lord. And as long as you do that, you're going to be fine when it comes to getting to heaven. You know, really, and this is a fine point, but God doesn't condemn people to hell. We condemn ourselves there. This is a, essentially what happens is hell is total separation from God. So by choosing to separate ourselves from God, and I'm not saying any of us are going to do that. Hopefully, God willing, we won't. But those who want nothing to do with God in this life, he gives them their wish when they die and says, all right, you don't want anything to do with me. That's fine. You made your choice. Now you're going you're gonna to end, you're going to spend eternity in hell. You're going to get what you wanted, life without me. But if we're trying to seek the Lord, and that doesn't mean we don't mess up. I mess up many times every day. If we're trying, we're going to end up in heaven. I'm confident of that. Hold on to that hope, Okay. No, it's not guaranteed. And there's nothing in Scripture that says that the once saved, always saved philosophy is correct. Scripture doesn't support that. But if we try our best with the help of God's grace, we're going to end up in heaven eventually. You can be hopeful of that. 
Okay. Um, very quickly, see, I got I got off on a tangent here, but I'm glad I wanted to talk about the gospel. What I what I the the key that little different twist on this gospel today, and I shared this in my email reflection. You must be prepared for it. An hour you do not expect the Son of Man will come. I made the point that today that God often interrupts our plans. He does it throughout the day. God is often in the interruptions. There's an old saying that that says that. When I'm going about, when I'm going about my daily business, and and I establish my plans, right? Oftentimes, God will interrupt my plans. And that's what he does. And his will, or if I'm following him, it can be found in those interruptions. So what happens is throughout the day, numerous times, God shows up. He shows up unexpectedly through people, through circumstances. So what I would say today is, Anytime you experience a problem, and this is sort of a take on what I talked about yesterday, anytime you experience a problem, you also have the presence of the Lord. And what I would recommend is that you turn to him when you get a problem, ask for help, and then go about doing the best you can to solve the problem. When you do that, number one, I believe you're going to find a lot more peace. And number two, you're going to, generally speaking, solve the problem in a much more effective way. In other words, Jesus wants to get involved with your problems. He wants to help you. Invite him in and then wait for him to show up. And that's sort of a different take on this gospel today. And whatever you're going through, he's there. And I made the point in the email today that as I was preparing the reflection, I got an email that was sort of unpleasant. And it was fresh in my mind, and I thought, because it had it made me, I had to do something that I really didn't want to do. You know, one of those emails like, oh man, I can't believe this. But I stopped what I was doing. I said, Jesus, please help me. And then I did what I had to do with the email. Now, I don't know how it's going to turn out. It wasn't anything bad. It was just something sort of annoying. I don't know how it'll turn out, but I know for sure that I felt a lot more peaceful when I invited him into that problem. I would recommend you do that as well. Whatever you're facing right now, say, Jesus, please help me with this. And then do what you're supposed to do, right? And then you keep inviting him. As long as the problem persists, just keep saying every day, you know, Lord, please help me with this. And you're going to see over time, you'll be able to feel that peace that he wants you to have, okay? Hey, I got to run. Any questions, as always, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. Thanks so much for listening. Have a fantastic day, and God willing, I'll see you tomorrow on Following the Truth. Bye-bye.